Our next speaker is Channing Arndt, the director for IFPRI's Environment and Production Technology Division. Channing. Thank you. Thank you and good afternoon, and thanks for this opportunity to uh, talk about this contribution. So I'm going to talk about bringing electricity to revitalize Africa's rural areas. And I want to draw your attention first to the photo on the, on the right there, and first the, the, the sunny blue sky, which we often see in Africa. And then in, in the front, you can see the solar panels that are, that are sitting there. And for 50 years, we could have put solar panels in Africa in, in any locations and take advantage of that sun. The difference now is that we can do it at a much lower cost. So you're looking on the right at the decline in cost and so full cost of solar power generation. This is in the United States from about 2010 to about 2017. It's down by about a factor of five, and it's, it's continuing. So the cost of doing this have become very competitive, and this is a compelling opportunity inside of, of rural areas. And this is compelling because energy is so crucial to achieving not just the energy access development goal, but all of the sustainable development goals, all, all 17 of them. We have in the world about not quite 1 billion people that lack access to electricity. Most of them, or almost all, in the rural areas of Africa and Asia, and in sunny parts of that. And due to these cost declines, together with this high solar potential, we have really an opportunity to meet, to ensure energy access for all by 2030 uh, that, that we really couldn't think about uh, so many years ago uh, today. So that's the opportunity part, but there are also challenges. So universal energy access isn't going to happen by itself. Um, first, we need to deliver packages of support. If you think about poor African villages living outside, you know, without access to energy, and you just bring energy, what are they going to do with it? They don't have appliances, they don't have credit, they don't have the ability to actually use this energy. So in order to really leverage this opportunity, we need to bring more than just electricity uh, to these villages. And to do that, we need to think also about the institutional models that deliver energy. In the past, we have, for 100 years, had a model where we have a centralized power generation and we string wires out to meet customers. And rural electrification is just really about stringing longer wires out farther into space. We don't have to do that anymore. And we need the institutions that are going to be able to deliver this decentralized power source uh, all around uh, rural areas. Uh, we have to be aware of unintended consequences. Um, we have a lot of opportunity in this space, for example, to increase to reduce women's time use uh, in, in tasks like collecting water, uh, grinding grain. Uh, but we have to be certain that, we're, that the actions, as Hazel was saying, are benefiting women and that at least we're generating positive impacts potentially for women's empowerment. There are also potential implications uh, for the environment. If you give a farmer, or a farmer has, a solar panel and a pump, electric pump, their marginal cost of pumping, or the cost of pumping one additional liter of water onto a field, is almost zero. And so they will pump. And that has implications for the common property resource, that, that groundwater uh, that we have. So we need to worry about those institutions as well. So our uh, a need is we need to put in effort. We need fresh thinking. Uh, we need experimentation. And we need information sharing. Uh, so that the big promise that we have of this ongoing energy revolution
can be realized for the benefit of people in rural areas and for rural revitalization. So thank you very much.